0: Of course not. And that is the whole problem with aliens, is you just can't trust them. Occasionally you meet a nice one, Starman, E.T., but usually they turn out to be some kind of big lizard.
1: Uh, Welcome to Metal Speak, this is Daigle. This is Jared.
2: And this is Geraldine. Woo!
1: Yeah, Jerilyn was at a, a show that we were going to be talking about, so we asked her to sit in. So yeah, thanks, Gerilyn.
2: Yeah, well, thank you, guys. I
1: don't know, uh, this uh, this episode, we are going to start settling the genre debate. Jared's got a lot of good stuff to go over uh, in far, as far as people just being plain wrong when it comes to describing what, what genre certain bands are in.
3: We're also going to check out some of the sickest riffs from Abysmal Don's uh, new release, Leveling the Plane of Existence.
1: And then I've got an interview with Bulldozer Grinders Catheter, which is the show that uh, Gerald and I were at just last week. So uh, that'll, that'll be good stuff. That was a fun show. But first, let's just go over some, some show news. Uh, just this past week, I believe, uh, the New England Hardcore Fest lineup was announced. And if you saw the post on Speak for it, uh, you can get an idea about how we felt about it. You want to take that one, Jared?
3: It was a picture of a boner. <laughs> it wasn't a picture of my boner.
1: <laughs> well, I was I was surprised when I saw it because you posted it, and I thought, <laughs> "Now, now, how did he find that picture? Because normally, like when we post stuff, we're like, okay, Google image, whatever." And I'm like wondering if Jared's sitting there, like, "Okay, raging
3: boner." Actually, yeah. I didn't do raging boner, but I, I think I, I tried to do boner a couple of times and it just wasn't. <laughs> I had to do several variations on boner to find this particular <laughs> picture. <laughs> uh, good yeah, stuff. no, this is going to be a good lineup. Um, you know, the whole it's a three day event. Uh, some really good, some really good acts. Um, I mean, on the fourteenth, it looks like most you know they're getting um most of the uh the post-hardcore and uh, christian metalcore out of the way so you know that's good it's like a flu shot you know get that stuff over with early <laughs> um <laughs> friday friday looks pretty good uh got some okay bands in there i'm just kind of going to the list here um yeah actually the only band on there i'd want to see would be Shai Hulud. that's about it uh but saturday is positively boner inducing um you know, between the Baron and me, J. the ocean. I would love to see. I would love to see the ocean. Uh, of course, our local or our favorites here: Born of Osiris, Dying Fetus, uh, Beneath the Massacre, Danza. Yeah, Danza. Woo. Uh, contortionist. Fucking contortionist, who we just found out is playing here in the Springs on March eighth. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be awesome. Uh, very excited for that one. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that should be a good show. Uh, if you live on the East Coast, definitely try to check that out. We're also thinking of setting up a PayPal account so you guys can donate to that to pay for our airfare and hotel. That would be awesome to attend that show.
1: So, because because you want to hear us interview all these guys, right? Right. And how are we going to get there unless you pay to, uh, for us to go out there? Right. Get on that, Jarrellino. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, plus, it's at the um, the Palladium in Worcester, Massachusetts. And when we when we interviewed the bands from the Over the Limit tour, they all without exception said that um that place is like one of the sickest venues in America it's just a great place and, and uh anyway so it just sounds like it's going to be incredible so
3: it's going to be a great show yeah
1: um also announced this week was a Monomar's tour uh and and this was just a couple weeks after they released their single uh, for the upcoming Surtur Rising album and um I know Gerald, I know you're huge a Monomarth fan, what'd you think of that single that came out?
2: I I liked it a lot. It wasn't as heavy as a lot of their other stuff, is more melodic. Um, which I'm hoping the rest of the album is a little heavier, but
1: Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't like it, I mean it was a Monomarth, you know, no surprises. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, yeah, that's a Monomarth. I don't I don't
2: know how they're gonna top their last uh, Twilight of the Thunder God, but yeah. you know, it's a Monomarth. I I'm gonna buy it anyways. Yeah. But dude, I expect greatness from those guys. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Tell us again about the box set you got today.
2: I just ordered the uh, Surtur Rising <laughs> box set, and it comes with a little Surtur figurine, <laughs> and a CD, and a DVD, and a T-shirt.
3: <laughs> You're so excited! And tickets to the tickets to the show. And,
2: yeah, and I got four tickets to the show. I dropped two hundred bucks on a Monomarth today. Wow.
3: So who's gonna be the fourth? Because this is obviously the three. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, else. Uh,
1: <laughs> my, Smooth, <Jared.
2: laughs> my goddaughter is gonna be 10 way March. too young no, no. no dude I'm she uh her for her eighth birthday i mean she got i got her in a Marth cd and her uncle got her in justice for all and she nice. called me up, and she was like, "Of all the CDs I got, I like Amona Martha best." Oh wow! I so bet yeah, you're she, so proud. <laughs> she, I am proud. She must go. I asked her parents today, and they were like, "Well, she's doing good in school, so." Nice. I'm taking nice. her to the show. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That would
1: be cool. And the thing about the show, and I don't know if I don't think I've heard about this kind of thing, but it's just them. There's no opening acts. It's just them, and they're playing two sets a night, and one of them is the whole *Surtur Rising* album in its entirety, and I. Even that, even that, like when a when a band, uh, you know, goes out in support of a new album, I, it's it's not usual that they play every single song from that new album. You know what I mean? I I so I was really surprised to read that. Uh, I don't know. I, are you guys aware of any other bands that have done that like recently, where it's just them and they're doing like two sets, and not only two sets but like the you know a, a whole album. I that's been done before, I guess. Like
3: well, the the, on- the only thing I can think of offhand was um, a perfect circle did a couple. Uh, one-off shows in different, uh, they went up and down what, the West Coast. So I think they did a couple of shows in San Diego and a couple in L.A., but they would do, um, they do three nights. They do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So like Friday would be uh, Mare de Noms, Saturday would be 13th Step, and then Sunday would be, um, uh, that, that thing, that one, that album of covers they did. Um, so you could, you could pick one night or all three nights or whatever. Oh, it's really the only, and I know that uh, I think uh, Slayer did a tour a few years ago where they were only playing um, "Rain and Blood." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah,
1: they had they, the whole theatrical thing with the yeah, blood they did actually the whole raining down. And rain
2: and Blood. That was a few years ago, and then I just saw Slayer last year, a few months ago, uh, and they did all of Seasons in the Abyss. Oh really? Which was amazing because it was my first time to hear Skeletons of Society live. Wow, it was amazing. <laughs> and Megadeth that same show Megadeth played and they did the whole uh, Rust in Peace oh, album. That's right. It was awesome.
1: I bet.
3: Emotive. That's, that's the APC's scene. Sorry.
1: That, <laughs> that's my favorite, Megadeth. Rust in Peace. <clears throat> I was just thinking about that today. You know why? Is because Kim was checking out uh, the Grammys. Like, there was like, you know, the red carpet pictures or whatever. Guess who was attending the Grammys?
3: The Mustang. Yeah, all Dave, of them. Wild they Wild were Wild all in suits <laughs> and everything. And the
1: cool thing, if you're from Colorado, is they're, um, guitar player right now is Chris Broderick. Broderick who used to play with Jack Panzer and um, in fact the guy uh, kind of small world I guess but the guy that uh, hooked Tri Redemption up with our our first the guy that recorded the first two albums I met him in school his name was Prethin. um just like uber intelligent kid I mean this was in college and he was like 17 years old and he was taking college classes you know cause high school wasn't like Stimulating enough for him, whatever. But anyway, uh, he was taking lessons from Chris at the right. time, so small world. But yeah, and, and that dude is just phenomenal. He's a, he's an insane guitarist. So small world. Anyway, how do we get off of that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So Amano Marth, yeah, that, that that should be a good show. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, so let's let's talk about um, this show that was last weekend. It was Catheter. In fact, I think they said it was their first time back in Colorado Springs in like five or six years, and um, it was it was ridiculous. There was a ton of people there. I was really impressed how uh, how energetic everybody was. It's it's a small place. You know, I say there's a ton of people there, but it's a small place. Have you ever been to the Triple Nickel, Jared? Um, it's a small place. It's like it's kind of divided into two sections. There's like the bar, which is like this really thin arrow uh, uh, narrow you know galley style bar thing right And then there's this other section Where the where the stage is And the funny thing about the stage is It's it's, it's like there was a bar in the corner There's an actual like bar You know um, What the hell is a bar <laughs> And behind it Is a stage that it's And, and the stage is, is lower than the bar But it, you know it's raised So it's just really really strange You can just go up and like kinda You know sit at this bar And the stage is just right on the other side of it it was just kind of kind of huh. odd, but um, yeah, but it's small, but it, it really, I mean, it was packed in there when, when they were playing and kids were just going ballistic. I know I, I helped sweep away like at least two or three broken glasses because people are in, you know, standing there or even jumping in the pit with full glasses of beer and the next thing they know, it's just all over the place yeah. and everybody's like, you know, move out of the way and they're kicking like shards of glass, you know, trying to get them out of the way. And that happened, like I said, happened at least two or three times that I helped shove glass out of the way. Uh, anyway, it was it, they and they they just destroyed it. Was it was great? It was a great show. Nice. Um, it was and it was put on. I think mostly by this this kid Brian. We I think we talked about him a little bit last time. He was in uh, Fabricate. He's been in a couple bands. He's in a band now called Blighter. But he puts this uh, this zine together and it's called What's Left. And you know I didn't think about this till recently, but I, I was thinking it's like what's left, like left over, but I don't know. Is it a political thing? Do you guys know? I should have asked him, you know, like what's left anyway. But it's this like homemade, you know, paper uh, Xeroxed collection of, you know what? I interviewed him. Let, let's let Brian tell us what it's all about. It only was like two minutes. Uh, it was, it was like two o'clock in the morning and freezing as cold, but let's just hear what Brian has to say about it. All right, this is Daigle Metalspeak.com, and I'm hanging out with Brian, <laughs> hello, <laughs> who does uh, the What's Left zine, and it's cold as shit, but if we just take like, you know, five, ten minutes and tell me everything that you can about what the What's Left zine is, you know, where it started, how you do it, who's involved, all that shit. Ready, go.
0: Well, first off, I will say that it is a proven fact that in the cold, black metal makes you much warmer. Uh-huh. Yes. But anyway, um... What's left, it's like a little like community zine. We got local music, local art, um, you know, a lot of, like, political views and discussion and stuff. Um, we got poetry. We got a lot of it. Um, it's not even just, like, local music either. We do a lot of, you know, interviews and with all kinds of bands, and it's just pretty much, you know, trying to get Colorado Springs, you know, back to where it should be and, you know, get people involved and in understanding, you know, really good underground music, so... That's what it is, and you can pick them up, you know. Anyway, we usually have them independent records, Leech Pit. We have a lot there, and, you know, any shows we're at, we usually distribute them there, too. And we also got a little Facebook, too, so that's right. it.
1: So, <laughs> <All right. laughs> yep. And how often does it come out? Is it it's Nintendo? usually
0: kind of quarterly, kind of like whenever we do it. Usually uh, every couple of months, you yeah. know. How many, we how many people work on it? Um, Two of us. Oh, two, two of like, us, yeah. Oh just two of us. Me and my buddy oh. Ian, or Moniker oh. is his name, so, oh. yeah. Yes. Rose gonna suck your dick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All well, right. Well, I think this interview's
1: done. Oh, Maybe I want to keep this rolling. Then wait, no, I don't. All <laughs> 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 well, yeah, well, thanks for taking the time to put that shit together, Brian. That's really cool that you're doing yeah. that. No man. Problem, it's, like man. it's all a manual thing. Like, there's like not really a lot of like digital in the age now, where everything is digital and online. It's cool to you know see that people actually. Care about doing something exactly.
0: We all, you know, there's a couple of local businesses that help us out, but we pay out of our own money mostly, and we staple it ourselves, and it's just yeah. kind of DIY free. the way
1: it's supposed to be. So yeah, and it's free, right? It's
0: free, always free. So, right
1: but yeah, cool. All right, thanks a lot, Thank Brian. Thanks for putting on the show tonight too. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Brian's like a fucking DIY master. Dude. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah, it's I don't know. I, I think it's it's pretty cool. Like I said, when it's now, when everything is digital, it's it's just kind of cool that um, somebody's doing something different, you know. Anyway, you guys you guys checked it out. What did you guys think of this thing?
3: It's cool. It actually reminds me of a, a zine that a guy I went to high school with used to do. So it's kind of you know he 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 too was really into like the underground punk and you know the hardcore stuff. So um, you know, kind of took me back to the uh, you know the mid '90s when that, you know, that, that was kind of the, like really the only way you would really, you know, hear about that kind of stuff was, you know, the zines and the, you know, tape parading and shit like that. So it's, uh,
1: plus there's a coupon in here, Jared, for you.
3: I know the $2 off independent, I you know. But I'm, I'm not stupid enough to just, like, cut that one out and use it once. I would actually take that to the copier. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying enough, 10 CDs today, and I have <laughs> 10 coupons.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
3: well, I'd have to go around. I, I, I'd be I'd be capped out at three because I'd probably only have be able to go to one store per day. Yeah. <laughs> I could do it, though. Yeah. I'd probably spend more gas driving around. I would save <laughs> with the damn coupon. But <laughs> Making copies. It's the everything. principle of the thing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we're going in an office. It's free copies. <laughs> oh, that's right. What am I talking about? <laughs> they don't give a shit. No one there talks to me. They're all afraid I'm going to shoot up the place. <laughs>
1: well, you got one one day left for that. Anyway, uh <laughs> Yeah, what about you, Gerald? What did you think of it?
2: I, I thought it was great. You know, it's good to see what the other people around the scene think of, you know, our city and our music, our local scene and all of that. And there's other, like, political views in there, like Brian said, and it's just not stuff I like to talk about, but it was, yeah. it was cool to read about, you know, um, the interviews.
1: They're kind of cool. Brian's got like a lot of weird questions. In fact, there was an interview with recondite. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. The last question he asked, I was, I was reading it like in the uh, mall. We were sitting at that, you know, kids play area with our, with, uh, my wife and I, with our daughter. And I started laughing out loud. Cause it's, uh, hold on a sec. Um, here we go. <laughs> I know you're all dudes, but if you could go on a dream date with Uncle Jesse from Full House or Stefan from <laughs> Family Matters, who would it be? <laughs> I'm like, we need to ask those kinds of questions, Jared. Those are
3: like that is like <laughs> that's deep stuff uh, anyway <laughs> that's that's pretty close to the would you rather with, yeah. uh with Arsis, which you know i I think we ought to just go get the book. It just bring that yeah. with us. Just, just randomly to... yeah yeah. Do they have cards? Is it come in the book? Does anybody It's, know? it's, it's a game.
1: It's a game and there's cards. And my parents have it. So uh, I will get that for the contortionist the show.
3: Yeah, we should just shuffle and pull out a random Yeah, one. have them pull out one. Because yeah, that's it's yeah, fair. Yeah. Here you go.
1: Last part of the interview. Here you go. Here go. Dry card. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, It will so. be a
3: grand tradition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's it's cool, and they, like I said, they're free. If you're in the Colorado Springs area, you run by an independent. and Grab one, and uh, yeah, good stuff. All right, so so yeah, so the the rest of the show though, um, you know, the other thing that was interesting to me is that Catheter kind of has this like distro setup of you know all this stuff that music that they uh, sell, I guess, but it's all vinyl. Like they didn't have I didn't I didn't see any CDs. It was all these, and you know it's it's the other thing with what's left. It's this you know. Um, you know, photocopied thing put together. It's like kind of retro, and now like all this. There was a ton of kids there, like thumbing through all the vinyl too, and like snatching it up. And like, it seems like I don't know, is that coming around in the in Colorado Springs now again? Like, that getting popular of the vinyl thing.
2: The vinyl has been coming back for a while now. Really? Uh, yeah. I Even- think it's
3: yeah. It, it's I um yeah. I mean, it, uh, there are a lot of bands that are putting their stuff out on vinyl, and and I, I think that's it's almost it's almost like the the digital downloading thing is coming full circle like i think there's people that will like go out and they'll pirate the music but then they'll literally go you know to the show when it's coming through and they'll they'll pick the stuff up but i think they a lot of times they'll only buy it on vinyl yeah that's, that's like crazy <laughs> like when I, i'm not when i would it was the weirdest thing i would ever seen when I, I went to saw when went to saw i went to see isis um like a year and a half ago um my wife got me tickets for my birthday went up there and they had vinyl copies of like all their all their CDs and I mean this guy was like you know, we were all in about the door. This guy was probably the fourth guy in line and you know the, it was at the Bluebirds, so they had the merch booth kinda of right there in front. And that dude snatched up every single wow. album on vinyl, walked it back out to his car and then walked in it. But it what really struck me as funny about it is like this guy was probably six four, kinda of lanky, you know, not you know, but not a I mean, I wouldn't call him intimidating, but I wouldn't like mess with him either. But he was just like like hugging these CDs, like he had just like found like his old teddy bear in his grandma's attic. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's got this stack of vinyl, and he's just going across Colfax like like it, like it was this treasure, and it just like I just it struck me as really amusing, but. um I mean that's the that's the thing that you know people uh, you know they, they swear vinyl sounds better and I mean I don't know I don't know what the difference is in sound quality but um, like oh. I know you can go to you can go to Best Buy you can actually get a, 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 a turntable with a USB cable so you can actually rip the albums to your computer Oh really off the turntable if you wanted to so huh It's kind of a happy happy middle ground there's actually uh, there's a blog out there called Stuff White People Like, and there's a. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that one? <laughs>
1: well, the guy was on Bob and Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did there's I, yeah. one.
3: It talks about uh, you know music downloading, like music piracy, and and how you know. White people love to steal music, and they'll justify their theft of the music by saying that they go to shows and buy merch. You know. Oh and, yeah. But then, like, if you you know if you if you run into a person that has a lot of digital music, but their their CD collection is equivalent to their digital collection, um, <laughs> they're a mid level white person. But if they're, <laughs> it's like, and you, you're you're halfway safe having a discussion with them about music, but if they have like if they have it all in vinyl, <laughs> back away slowly. <laughs> this is a high level white person and someone with whom not to be trifled
1: (laughs) Uh, that's funny it's fucking funny yeah there was there was a kid there that um we've known around you know with try redemption uh kevin i don't know if you remember who he is but um and he was like man next time you guys do an album you guys need to do it on vinyl and i'm like really i don't know man like (laughs) really i don't know i i'm just like not um not familiar i guess you know enough with it but but it was cool. I mean, it was cool to see that it was that they they had it all ready for everybody to to look at, and people were just lining up, checking it out, and stuff. And then, um, but yeah. But what, Geraldine? What do you think about catheter their performance? When was the last time you you, you saw them? When they played? Uh, it was at Paradise City, I think. Last time that they were here, we played with them. Does did, did, did ring a bell?
2: You know, I I don't. I've seen every tri Redemption show up until like two thousand eight.
1: What happened then?
2: Sorry. (laughs) And then, I honestly don't remember that show, but...
1: Do you remember this? Because this is what stuck out with me, their bass player at the time. He was playing uh, the bass with a whisk. He I was, do
2: remember that.
1: And he was running up, like, along the front of the stage and smacking people on the head with it. Yes. <laughs> just, like, like this crazy chicken <laughs> thing. Like, he was just like, smack. And he'd run back and, like, be playing. Gah, gah. You know, it was just, like, the craziest thing. And, th- and that was the first time I'd seen any any type of, like, music like that. I think that's when I first heard what Grindcore was. You know, I heard the term, at least, you know. Because they were, it. you know, it's just so, like, insane and fast and quick you know like songs were over before you realize they started you know and um anyway they don't have that bass player anymore they have uh our, our 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 good friend Ian Ian's a good guy but he's playing with them now and uh I didn't ask him if he was gonna bust out a whisk anytime soon I should though because <laughs> that was that was awesome but yeah what did, how did you think they they did last I, week
2: I thought it was phenomenal dude I got there a little late because I work second shift but I got in and I was just trying to make my way to the stage and there was just people crawling up the walls and everywhere. And then my brother like grabbed me and shoved a beer in my hand. And like this was one of those shows where you're afraid to put your beer down anywhere and you hold it real close to you. Yeah. (laughs) And then I wasn't drunk enough to get in the mosh pit. And even if I was, I don't think I would have anyways because people were everywhere. It was crazy and Otis was carrying people out. The catheter was... I thought they tore it up man those guys were amazing
1: yeah it was it was great they did a really good job it's been a long time since i'd seen them so i couldn't remember like really much except that it was you know fast but it's and 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 in the interview you hear them say that like you know we just try to keep going faster and faster the older we get you know so anyway yeah it was it was a good time if they uh if they come back through i highly recommend checking them out speaking of the interview though let's uh let's check out what uh what i heard from them Alright, this is Daigle with Metalspeak.com, and I'm hanging out with Geraldo and Ian from Catheter, who just utterly destroyed the Triple Nickel. How you guys doing? I'm great. How are
4: you? (laughs) Killer.
1: Yeah, it was a sick show. You guys, uh, I mean, if the if the sight of the pit wasn't enough to prove it like the smell certainly was because it was just so high energy like I mean it was brutal and not just not just dudes there was chicks plowing into I mean it was crazy you guys so
4: yeah it was really cool Uh, you know we haven't played here in about five years oh no shit it was real cool to come back to the town where we started basically yeah and to have a nice show like this you know yeah because we've came up here on other occasions and you know, literally five people show up to yeah. a show or something, you
1: know. But so it's
4: cool. nice after, you know, 13 years, Yeah. 14 years. <laughs> well,
1: I'm glad, was, yeah, I'm glad it was a good show, Yeah, yeah it was, man. Right so I know you guys are um, working on a new album, almost done, right? Vocals, yeah. just yeah. the vocals left. The vocals and mixing, yeah. Like, Mix right. Um, yeah. Where are you guys recording it at? With Steve and uh, from Sepholic. Oh,
4: oh, nice. They're calling it. They were calling it Hybrid Studios, yeah. but I think they're planning on changing the name. Okay, but yeah, Steve is uh, helping produce the, the new album. And sweet. And uh, it's tentative. Uh, the goal is to basically uh, get a nice sample and give it to Eric and have them decide if they're gonna want to release nice, the new man. album because we uh, on our European tour this summer. We uh, ended up talking with a couple of A&R reps and uh, a driver who was working for eric drove us around on our tour and and she was kind of hitting around like I think you guys are ear Egg material blah, blah blah so you know when when it's your album's ready and stuff send it send it to Digby and you know and hopefully um, maybe something will come out
1: of out of that well right on man well dude I'll be uh, crossing my fingers for you guys that'd be fucking sweet dude. Right I I love the shit. How, how much of the set tonight was new shit? Most of it. Most of it? Yeah, most of it right all new stuff. I mean, it's still like casted or, you know what I mean? It's not like you guys are going different directions. No, uh, But no. I still love it, you know? No. Yeah.
4: We, just, we still keep it, you know, still keeping our sound. It's just, right now, it's a little faster and tighter than it was in the past. Right? Yeah. That's saying a lot, to say, like, you guys are faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just cool. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of bands in their older age get slower, you know, but... We've picked up the pace, right? and yeah. uh, I'd like to note that uh, I am yeah, the,
1: the oldest main one main. in the band. <laughs> <laughs> Did you keep us as, as I am in all bands? Get and for a exactly. Yes.
0: Brian's going to get by. Oh, I'm sorry. You <laughs> no, it's, all good. Good. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good.
5: Gosh darn It's all good. Say
0: what's up, Brian. Hi. <laughs> My name's Brian.
1: <laughs> Brian puts the uh, What's Left scene together. <laughs> so we were just joined by Jeff, but you go by mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Sasquatch. um Luis <laughs> Conalingo. <laughs> I could have swore, I know I know uh, I know we played with you guys a long time ago. Uh, oh, yeah. Time ago. Uh, oh yeah. Paradise. yeah, Paradise Paradise, Paradise City. Yeah, Paradise City. Paradise City, yeah. And I was telling you like O two No, three. That was like O Two. That was a really cool place, really three, cool place four, in yeah. town, yeah. yeah.
4: And uh I'm missing roses is paint bar, right?
1: Yeah, right. It was yeah. it was like a, it was an only like cover bar for a long time, you know.
4: Yeah, I remember all the Guns N' Roses people. But it's still it was so a cool. metal bar, dude.
1: But yeah, yeah, eventually it was just like there was so much local metal it just kind of we overtook yeah. it, you know what yeah. I mean? It
4: was cool, man.
1: And I I I don't know why, but I could have sworn that you used to like you didn't play with the pick and I was bugging you about it after you guys mm-hmm. were done you're like, "No, no." I don't know why, but anyway, but yeah, Since you're uh, the beginning. Yeah. Oh, well,
5: there we are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh I don't do too much chicken picking. I yeah. like to learn it, but I was never fucking yeah. chicken finger. <laughs> just oh. rock and roll guitarist.
1: Yeah. So I know you guys were just out on the road for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, where all did you go? I know you started in Des Moines,
4: right? We did a little Midwest. Uh, no,
1: we did like uh, Lincoln, Nebraska.
5: We did uh, Lawrence, Kansas, Iowa City, and then Des Moines.
4: Yeah. Four got, day trip.
5: So and then we did Midwest, like uh, Lawrence, so Kansas with like three inches of blood and Lincoln,
4: Lincoln Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska blood.
5: Lincoln, Nebraska. Not well, Lawrence, Kansas. How was Lawrence, the, Kansas, we had our own fucking crowd that kicked fucking ass. Yeah, they had like, like a shit ton of kids. Like tonight. Yeah, yeah, tonight. They they're yeah, just yeah. Went fucking ape shit, dude. Yeah, Lawrence,
4: they have a, uh, they have a good scene. They're real love for Catheter out there.
1: Right on, dude. Is that the show you guys do with DRI, or was that? That was like Des, Moines? Des Moines. That was Des
5: Moines, yeah. okay. okay. That was like the last day that we played there. It was like Monday. It was a Monday night, and uh, yeah, it's like... Cool. They had a fucking big crowd and uh, we just, uh, yeah, I don't know. We got up there and
4: <laughs> did, did our thing. Yeah, cool. And Take they ass. got brutalized in the process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But DRI was a sweet show. Havita, it was
5: cool, man. I think a lot of people fucking were, um, I mean, I think a lot of people fucking like when, I mean, they liked us. They, I mean, they came to fucking see like, us and like black Market feed fetus. Or kind We're of, a lot of, of locals uh, in the mind yeah know, totally yeah, for I
4: mean, yeah. since our first tour in 90 end of 90 99 was the beginning of 99 was the first tour uh, yeah I think, yeah that's April, so, I and since then yeah we've just had a, a building up our fan base since then out
5: there and so, well it's like with black market fetus they've been like uh old homies of yeah. us we've been thinking like just like long time friends they're like pretty much like brothers Cool. Us and a shit, so. out with Yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Time ago. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs>
4: Back
5: in, like, shit 2000. It's like the first time we ever did a split with them. And, like, um, yeah, they've just been, like, good friends of ours forever, dude. And it's like, we just know them by heart, you know. They're fucking like, been really good friends
4: for a long time, man. <laughs> yeah, but so, all in all, the, the tour was very successful, yep. you know. We did, uh... Every show was killer. We played our biggest crowd in Lincoln, Nebraska, 200 people, and for a Lincoln show, that's fantastic yeah. in attendance. Yeah. You know, and uh, we had the audience. You know, like they were watching us. You know, it was cool. And It was a it was a good feeling. And the guys from Three Inches were real cool with us. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, they were good guys, man. So it was, it was a good time. Every show. Lawrence, Iowa City was surprisingly a cool one as well. You know, they got a nice little scene. It was all little college towns, but. Metal's alive in the college towns, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's good to hear. (laughs) You don't always expect that in a college Uh, town. (laughs) No, actually you do, though.
5: I mean, because actually, like, college towns, though, are the ones that actually, like, like our our
4: shit a lot, too. It depends, though, because, like, we see you. Hey Brian, that's my base There's right no there. There's no metal scene in that. see you. That's my base yeah. right there, yeah. Right now. Yeah. So it's I'm like, we can't that. even book a gig. Catherine yeah. can't book a gig in Boulder. Boulder, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
5: Boulder fucking is kind of like a hard thing for us. Like, even like, uh, if we play like Fort Collins. Uh, it's like, usually, yeah, it's like fun. only like five or ten people that actually like show up. I mean, but it doesn't really matter, though, because actually they fucking love what we do. I mean, like, yeah. they're, the people that actually are there fucking like 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 Catholic a lot. I mean, like, they're just, like, blown away by what we're doing, you know. But, like, uh, even, like, I don't know, like, even Boulder.
4: But I don't, I don't
5: know. I think we just don't. At this point, man, it's like, I know that we love, we just love what we do. We love to play fast. You know, it's like, it's not like a, I don't know, like a major, like a major, part of our existence to fucking like be like all like fucking full-blown grandcore all the time you know it's like we fucking the older we get uh it's like we're realizing it's like yeah well i mean there's just more music out there yeah. besides just grindcore you know or just like hardcore or just like punk and you know just metal and shit like that it's, it's, we just enjoy like um we just like enjoy like every aspect of fucking music but the thing about like Cather is that we love to fucking play fast. We love to fucking play like down tune fucking like possibly the lowest you can fucking lowest you can be before it turns into a bass amp yeah. <laughs> bass, bass guitar. Sure. You know and just like playing just like straightforward, you know just like nothing but just like pummeling yeah. fucking brutality. You know. It's all the extremes, yeah. you know yeah. extreme yeah. slow,
4: exactly. extreme fast. Yeah. Right? yeah.
5: And that's what it is. I was just like you know, it's like me and me and me and like Peralta and fucking eat and We just all fucking like grew up fucking listening to this shit. We were there. I mean, it's like we were there when it started. Dude. You know, we'll probably be there until it did until it ends. You know, or it'll probably be we'll probably be there until we die. Dude. Yeah. And, you know, it's just part of my life. You know. Yeah. You know, until we're fucking like basically until we can't fucking play it as fast anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause, yeah. I mean, we love. I mean, we love it, dude. I mean, we love fucking playing like this, this brutality, this speed. We love playing fucking like <clears throat> away from what everybody else is playing, dude. We want to fucking be unique, fucking band. We don't want to be fucking. We don't want to be fucking like. We don't want to be stuck in fucking mediocrity. We want to be fucking like. We just want fucking our own individuality in our fucking in, in, in what we do and what we fucking play, you know. We want our fucking style to be ours. Oh. We want our style to be us, dude. And um, we want to be catheter. We don't want to yeah. be like, oh, catheter is a grand-core band. It's like, yeah, we are a grand-core band, but we are catheter.
1: Yeah. We want catheter to be catheter. You know? I think you accomplished that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you're, you're playing 7-string, but how how Right? You're playing 7-string? Yeah. How long have you been playing that? Because it wasn't always seven string. Right?
5: Um, it's actually—it's actually,
1: it's
5: it's yeah, actually awesome. one of the guitars I hate the most. <laughs> oh, really? Honestly, dude. But you know what? It's—it's it's, that Schecter for some reason fucking just stays alive. It's the one—it's 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 the one fucking guitar that I've had to work on the most. Oh really? It's the one guitar that I've always had to fucking repair. I've always had fucking problems with this guitar, like electronically, like uh, like the hardware, fucking just sucks ass on it too but like uh but like um as far as like uh, the tuning that we do with catheter i mean it, it, it definitely is the best yeah. guitar that we do i mean like i play with like an epiphone like uh les paul you know but really honestly it's like um i mean i love that fucking guitar but at the same time it's just that it's not i can't really i'm i don't know i have issues with intonating it really right. that low with yeah. that, but that Schecter will intonate that low to that fucking, like, down to that A. You know, yeah. That so it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, like, I'm used to playing it with catheter, but, you know, it's like definitely not my favorite choice. I think that fucking guitar would be fucking the best if it's fucking upside down. If it oh, looked really? more like an explorer, oh, just the shape. I mean, actually, yeah, because the way that it looks, it's it's like a kind of like an upside upside down explorer. Right. But if it looked more like an explorer, I think it'll look sicker uh, that way. because <laughs> Yeah. Just, that, that top. That's the way that yeah, little top. point is. Right. At like the top. If It was like that way downward, oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe like a little fucking like extra little yeah. space in there. <laughs> <laughs> to
1: build you like a little extra space in there to
5: fucking to, just to get into those fucking like high notes. Yeah. Do that shit, we <laughs> the shit, dude. I think <laughs> would buy that fucking rick got that guitar dude yeah <laughs> At that time, dude. i mean like dude that guitar, i mean i like i like i like the design of it dude but i think it would be just be better if it looked kind of like a just like a hybrid version of like an explorer dude yeah, i yeah. love that fucking i mean i mean it's like i love i like i like the way i like it, as far as like, like that, dude. It's just that i don't know like I said, it's just I've always had problems with that guitar, dude. It's just... <laughs> really? Yeah, not one of my favorite fucking yeah. guitars. Sounded good tonight. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Well, it's just... I don't know. I think, fucking honestly, dude, it's like, um... As far as, like, being a musician, it's more, like, about the, um... How you play an instrument more than it is, like, being, like... Like, oh, I'm gonna get to, like, the most high-tech fucking you know, guitar in the world, you know, the most high-tech fucking gear there is. It's like, no, it's not even like that, dude. Yeah, it's how you play it's, Yeah, exactly, I mean, if, like, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of fucking, like, having what's what you have around you and trying to fucking, like, get those tones in there, you know? It's just, that's the way it should be, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, it's like how Ted Ninja said, dude. Like, I can plug into a fucking porcupine's ass and still get a
1: tone, dude. <laughs> can I say something? Yeah, I'm the new bass player. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to ask, like, because, uh, yeah, so he's the newest member. Uh, it's only been a f- handful of months. When did you start playing with the catheter? Five months? Five months. So with like the new
4: song, I'm a rookie. This is
1: no, but you know what? For a rookie dude,
5: this guy's fucking definitely fucking straight up pro, dude. Yeah, I'm this guy's like hell. definitely the fucking like this guy's like definitely been like the best bass player we've ever fucking played with, right honestly, dude. Because the way how he executes like even just like even like bass sound and everything, or just like just how he fucking executes his playing style you know that he's just not fucking around, dude. He's just, he's there. He's fucking solid. He's like one of the most solid bass players. But he's not a fucking, he doesn't fuck around. He's just, he's He's a, he he knows, he knows, he He knows knows the sound and then he's fucking, he's totally happy
4: with it, dude. Yeah.
1: I'd like to uh, make a remark to that last comment. The feeling is mutual. (laughs) 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 For everybody in the band. (laughs) So by the time you joined, I was curious uh, with the songs on the new album, were they already kind of written, or did you, did you help him like writing some of that, or yeah, we had,
4: we we had everything written, and, wrote, and, he wrote, he wrote but it, he, he brought a new song. He helped, helped, to the helped the table. fucking wrote, wrote
5: yeah, a couple, yeah. couple songs. It's like the uh, it's like basically like the last uh, five songs we had to write for this re- this recording, this new record, and uh, yeah, he fucking definitely brought to the table like a couple new wrists. or like he actually brought in this one song that he fucking—he actually had this one song in there that he fucking like wrote and he put into it, you know? Right on. So it's fucking, yeah, it's definitely fucking awesome that he fucking, and not only that, dude, it's like honestly, dude, it's like one of my favorite songs to fucking play. Oh, sweet. (laughs) It's just, we haven't, we haven't, um, we haven't fucking really put the lyrics to it yet. Oh, yeah. But I can't wait, dude. I I can't wait till we actually put the lyrics into the song, dude. This song is gonna rip, dude. Right on. Right on.
4: Not, not a lot of people can say like they join a band and then three months later they're on a vinyl release because yeah. he's on the the song on the short fast and loud comp that just came out the oh, 10 cool. inch yeah. on six weeks records so it's like we're he's already on a vinyl release first show in the band is three inches of blood in Lincoln yeah. not even in Colorado Yeah, you know? yeah. That's and awesome, then it's man. like well. oh yeah, yeah man so, and he just jumped right in and handled it you
5: know that's, that's awesome
4: that's what we need
1: we it. Yeah, we go in. You make me proud. God, <laughs> we go back. So yeah, he well, takes like a
5: fucking real musician. He doesn't fucking. He's not like a fucking. He's not cocky or anything like that. He's yeah. just him, dude. Ian just fucking plays like who who he is, dude, and that's all that fucking really matters. Dude, it's like finally, you know, we're not fucking like we don't have to fucking like deal with fucking pretentious fucking hipsters, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy that's actually like our peer, dude. Yeah, finally, you know, it's like not. Some stupid fucking young punk that fucking like gets in our fucking bullshit, you know, things that he can. It's like, well, dude, man, we've been fucking into this for a long fucking time, you know. It's like it'd be nice fucking like to have someone that's like within our age range that fucking like is taking this in a humble way. Can I say something? I'd like to also point out again that I'm the oldest in the band. (laughs) 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 You're even your even when you step on people's fingers. I know. Poor girl. Exactly, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the. I'm not. I'm glad I'm not the oldest one yet. I'm, more, I'm glad. <laughs> Every goddamn bad, I'm in on my old
4: fork. Come uh, <laughs> on, dude. I managed to stay the young guy, and I'm 37. Oh well, shit! <laughs> yeah, 37, 38, 39. Because a capitalist, oh, I'm the young guy 70, too. <laughs> <laughs> How old is that, Ian? <laughs> yeah, but that's a different thing, though.
5: Capitalist, fucking bunch of old farts, though. Right? Well, they still age, <laughs> but Jeff honestly, is, dude, that's like 40. that's one of my.
4: forty-one.
5: Yeah, but honestly, dude, I mean, if it wasn't for that fucking band, dude, I mean, I honestly yeah, we would house, never like, fucking uh, done this shit. Like, it was like honestly, like, it was arm. like it was like fucking Capitalist casualties, Repulsion. Napalm Death, Terrorizer, dude.
4: Crossed out. Those are like my fucking favorite fucking bands. Spaz, dude, of Man all, is the Bastard. Yeah, you Both know, Cryptic Arcan.
5: Slaughter. Cryptic yeah. Slaughter was like a fucking big influence on us, you know. Like, like,
4: uh... We took the power violence and adapted that to our sounds. Because yeah. like, a lot of people are like, they're like, you guys are like, a lot of people told me like, you guys are like a power violence band. You're not really a grind band, but it's like, no, we're a grind band that adapted yeah. the power violence sound, you know. Yeah.
5: That's what it is, though. We just like to fucking throw a lot of fucking irons into the fire and just, like, mix it up. Yeah, you because know? we don't want to fucking be, like, like I said like before, like, mediocre, dude. We want to fucking throw the, all the irons into the fire and just come up with something, you know? Yeah. It's like, just, because, I don't know, it's like, dude, we're just, like, all music fanatics. And we just like to fucking throw, like, everything that we've ever fucking got, gotten into, you know? Yeah. Into this, in, into, a like, half there, pretty much, you know? As long as it's fucking, like, you know, just, like, pretty much the only basic principle that we have is that we just stay heavy and fast, you know? We lo- those are, like, pretty much our, like, two main rules, basically, in this band. It's, like, heavy and fast, you know? It's not, like, um, I don't know. We're not trying to be too avant-garde, but we just want something unique in what we do. You yeah. know, we just want, like, uh, we just want to fucking appeal to everybody, you know? Yeah. not Not just fucking, like, a certain status or anything like that, because that's not really that's what grindcore is about. Grindcore is right. not about status. No. Grindcore is about fucking individuality. It's about fucking, like, being unique in what you do, you know? Yeah. So those like barriers going to I mean it's like there's I mean I don't know really honestly like Grandcor has no really barriers, you know. Yeah. I mean like most people the way they see Grandcor is just blast beats and noise, but for us it's more like it's more about like aggression and just like straightforward like heavy and being heavy and brutal yeah. at the same right, time. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like non-stop freight trade
4: bulldozer grind. Yeah. <laughs> bulldozer grind. Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> That's right. We got that in the Europe bulldozer when we were speeds up. We were touring out Europe. There in the was the a couple people right. after they came up to us and said, "Now that was bulldozer grind." Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, cool. What? Well, um,
1: yeah. Thanks a lot, you guys, for taking so the time there. to talk to us. Just to
4: wrap it up, um, we got a tour coming up in May.
1: ULP. Um,
4: New LP is title the date year. no uh, Southwest Doom Balance is the title oh, no four. no tentative release date right now but uh, the tour in May with Streetwalker which is going to follow a split seven inch with three new tracks um and then we're going to have a split seven inch with um, Needful Things coming out soon and uh, a couple of remastered things that we did in the past that'll that'll be out for the tour so cool. keep uh, keep an eye out on uh, MySpace.com for. Tour dates and info, and right uh, Facebook as well. Right on. Thanks,
1: Yeah, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Cheers, awesome. right on. <laughs> okay, so that was Catheter. Cool guys. Very insightful work. <laughs> thanks, Jerry. <Jared. Fagel. laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, it, it does make me proud though for for Ian. We've known Ian a while, and uh, they they had a lot of nice things to say about him, and and uh, he really did uh, he really did bring the pain, and the show it was it was great. He actually. <laughs> literally because there was this chick standing like i said it's a bar and this chick was kind of standing there with her hands on the bar and he uh he goes to do the rock star move you know like puts his leg up his foot up and he steps on her fingers <laughs> she's just like ah! <laughs> and he's just killing and he sees I amy mean, he realized he did it. he's like oh shit i'm sorry <laughs> anyway yeah it was good stuff wow right on and yeah the the new album i think it's uh, hopefully going to be coming out in a few months and they're doing it with um with Steve, who used to play with Cephalic Carnage. Uh, that's where uh, Scalfray did their last album, so it should sound pretty awesome. So I'm really excited about that whenever that does come out. so. All right, let's move into uh, the riff dissection segment of the show here. I'm going to be talking about a few riffs from Abysmal Dawn's last uh, awesome project uh, leveling the plane of existence did you get a chance to check this out yet jerilyn no not yet it's oh, awesome it's awesome
2: and they're not coming
1: ah uh, that sucks <laughs> it oh, sucks bad it does so looking forward to seeing some of this stuff you know <sighs> but anyway for the, for the, for the in the meantime <laughs> in the meantime you can enjoy this um, this first one is this is the opening riff from in service of time sick sick riff it's just this sort of basic alternate pick just up and down chugging riff but there's these triplets actually when i listen to it i I can't tell if it's triplets or quadruplets but they're just kind of peppered in there and it just it sounds really catchy really awesome and then it gets even better they throw this harmony on there and it uh it reminds me of the angels venom from monstrosity uh but it's it's just awesome uh you're gonna like this gerald i'm sure Very kind of familiar sounding, but yeah, the, the harmony is really awesome when it comes in. I, I dig that one plenty. Okay. This next one is, um, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say is that, you know, um, it's really the, the, the picking hand technique. really kind of makes that, like I said, it's this kind of up down thing, but the way that those triplets or quadruplets, whatever they are, that they're, you know, placed in there, uh, it's, oh man, it's just awesome stuff. Okay. This next riff is from the same song in service of time, but it's this, uh, this like kind of slamming groove riff that's in the middle and what's awesome is there's this single guitar you know that brings the riff in. What I really love about it is the second guitar it you it you really sounds like the second guitar is just like chomping at the bit just ready to just unleash the fury. And you hear it, you hear these like uh, string rakes, you know, just like shush, and then you can just hear it, just like building up and just getting like, like I'm gonna kill some shit, you know. It just, it sounds so good. And then, and then after a couple bars, they bring in these pinch harmonics when the vocals come in, pinch harmonics, and and the drummer switches over to the ride cymbal and just sounds awesome. But to me, and and I wish I could explain what is really going on here, but like, so they do that a couple bars and then they go back. And when they go back to the to that original kind of, uh, you know version without the pinch harmonics without the ride symbol there's just this like sustaining like i don't know feeling that that that's invoked when i when i hear that when it goes back to it it's just it's so awesome sounding to me I, I and i and i wish like i said i wish i could explain exactly why it it it's it does that to me but i i can't i've been thinking about it all week trying to you know think how, how i'm gonna explain this but i just can't it's just it's just it's just awesome but yeah check this shit out Right there, shut up.
0: You know, but (laughs) I'm (laughs) gonna (laughs) kill some shit. Ugh.
1: That's so fucking bad.
4: Right
1: here. You know what I mean like it just I don't know it just sounds so awesome to go back to that instead of staying with the pinch harmonics we're going to something else ah it's just I love it I love it it's so good ah that's definitely I guess that's definitely my favorite riff on the whole CD uh it's probably gonna be like def, it, I'm sure it's gonna be one of my like favorite riffs of the whole of all year, of the whole year it's just it's so good I just love the shit out of that ah all right next one is uh this is the the kind of transition that happens from our primitive nature into perpetual dormancy and our our primitive nature is this sort of tribal drum instrumental thing going on and this actually relates to something that jared mentioned a few episodes ago where you know sometimes you're listening to something and you kind of have you're listening to it the first time and it you kind of have an idea about what's going to happen. Maybe something's building up and you're like, okay, this is going to go like this way. You know, you kind of have this idea, right? Mm -hmm. And then when it happens, it's the complete opposite. And you're like, oh shit. And you realize that, that is much better than what I thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what this was. The first time I I heard these drums, they kind of build up and it's kind of getting intense. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And I thought this was going to be some chaotic riff, just speed and blast beats. And it's totally not what happens. It's this like kind of sludgy, just chunk and just, it's it's just sick and i remember I, I was it was right when i was pulling into my garage i was i was coming home from buying it and i was pulling into my garage and i just had to sit there and listen to it and i was just like oh my god it's so awesome i just i love this thing and you know what what i want to draw attention to though is right as the drum as as uh, as the drums stop there's this split second of silence and then um and then you hear uh you hear Charles Elliott the 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 vocalist you hear him inhale like right before he he unleashes the 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 hell of this song anyway uh and I don't know I'm I'm so glad they left that in there because you know it's it probably wasn't intentional but you know when they're like wrapping up everything post production of the album they're like yeah, let's leave that in there in fact we did that on uh the track empty on our last album we kept uh, hammers inhaling breath right before he he started singing and I, I just love it you got to really listen for it. But uh, it just—it's so awesome. It's so awesome to ha- hear that breath, and then it just—what happens? And mm, mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I see those, those drums, kind of like. Okay, get ready. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> <So> fucking <bad.
0: laughs> Oh, so awesome.
1: Oh,
4: I love that
1: you know what I mean it's like it's not chaotic at all it's just kind of slow and simple but just uh no just me <laughs> No,
2: I'm still thinking, dude. That was awesome. I've I've heard what your three riffs, and I'm gonna buy that CD tonight. Yeah, you
1: are. Yeah, it, uh, big fan. Awesome stuff. Um, I got I got a couple more here. Okay, so this next one is from the title track, "Leveling the Plane of Existence." This is the closing riff. Another another sick riff. Uh, you know, the riff by itself is 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 awesome, but. Again, it's the picking hand technique, the way that the there's palm muting that kind of comes in and out of it. And for me, when I listen to it, it it just creates this image of this like spiraling, you know, spiral of sonic metal enjoyment. <laughs> you know, like it's just uh, the way the I don't know, it's just the way it sounds when the when the palm muting is like coming in and out. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing where I'm sure there's some kids that are listening to this and they figured out the riff and they're sitting at home playing it. But they're either palm-muting the whole thing or they're playing the whole thing open-picked and it's just, it's not the same. You know, it's the picking hand technique that makes this riff uh, as awesome as it is. Check this shit out. Yeah. Palm-mute, open, palm-mute, open. You know what I'm saying? It's just like... It adds so much to the riff, you know. By itself, it's it's pretty sweet riff, but to hear that palm eating kind of, just <music> awesome. And you know, this is another uh, good example of a, a riff that they, they they fade this out. They just play it for days, and they just fade out. And it's it's a really good riff to do that with because it just sounds so good to play over and over and over, you know. So I'm glad that they that they did that uh, fading out. Um. And it just works really good all right one more um this is the opening riff from my own savior um, which has uh, some really good like vocal catchy vocal parts in it but this opening riff you know what um i don't know it's just i i don't know if there's if there's much I can say about it aside from that I wish I would have wrote it because <laughs> it's it's just really it's just really awesome very catchy probably the catchiest riff on the and the whole thing, uh, yeah, there's not much I can say about it. It really speaks for itself. Um, uh, yeah, I love that I love that stuff Very good album Definitely recommend it if you don't already have it And I uh, uh, wish those guys were coming to town maybe, maybe, maybe later in the year Maybe if we get lucky
3: Well, they just saw it on their Facebook They just bought a new van, so Oh, cool They're getting out on the road Yeah, they're still <laughs> doing
1: like you know that's the other thing. I mean, uh the tour that they're going on has uh Cataclysm and All Shall Perish on it. But for whatever reason, like those two bands weren't going to be at the Colorado Springs show. Um so I don't know. I mean, I was still stoked about the it was it was going to be Decrepit Birth conducting from the grave and and Abysmal Dawn. I was still stoked about that, but you know, would have been even more awesome to see those other two guys cataclysm and
3: all shall perish but yeah i've seen all shall perish like four times and i mean they always play a good show like it's never like their uh uh, bassist mike tyner is just he's like the biggest douchebag in the world but it's it's so (laughs) funny to like watch him like (laughs) like he'll just like make fun of random people in the crowd like he just doesn't give a shit like he gets drunk off his ass and just sits there just like (laughs) like i think the last time the last time i watched him play um he was like uh eddie the lead singer was like oh well you know i think this is gonna be our last song and and then uh mike mike was like he's like no no uh parkway drive shirt wants us to play like three more songs like he just like picked <laughs> just out, like, <laughs> like the guy random <laughs> and i like, think it's because parkway drive is kind of regarded as kind of a kind of a sissy band you yeah know? so he, he just like zeroed in on this kid he's like parkway drive shirt what do you want us to play <laughs> like he just, he, <laughs> making him he, he get he's uncomfortable like, <laughs> yeah he's just like 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 singling him out out of this like whole crowd of people and just like making fun of him like hardcore it was just like He's like, we'll just do whatever Parkway Drive shirt wants to do. <laughs> it's, like, it's so fucking funny.
1: So, anyway, well, maybe we'll get lucky and they'll, you know, they'll feel bad that they couldn't make that show and they'll just add a show to that tour. When it's all said and done, they'll stop by I'm way back home. Probably not, but play a house yeah. show at Daigle's house, at Geralyn's house. Nice, Geralyn. Thanks for offering that
2: up. Yeah. <laughs> sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you don't have a three-year-old. It's awesome. <laughs> you, can, you can have four or five metal bands at your house. All right. We're going to move on here to um, this just came up last minute. We got an email today from a band called uh, City Weasel <laughs> or City Weasley. I don't know if it's <laughs> City Weasley. I think I kind of like City Weasley. Um, they're like a rock fusion band. They, they uh, credit influences of Faith No More Primus and the Melvins. We have not heard any of their stuff yet. and We thought, oh, this will be fun to like just, you know, take a stab at this uh, during the show and get an honest reaction. So here we go. This is uh, cunning linguistics, kind of like the title there. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, here we go. Here we go, you guys.
3: Bring it. There's the Primus. Yeah. (laughs) My name is Bud.
1: I can tell Geraldine is loving this right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it does sound a lot,
1: kind of like uh, Les Claypool's singing almost, you know?
3: The uh, King for a Day era Mike Patton, I guess. Yeah.
1: I, I kind of feel like there's only one Mike Patton.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't... I just, right there when he was doing that... Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Cuckoo for Kaka.
1: I don't think I, I know that. I don't know much... Um, Sorry. <laughs> I don't know... Uh, <laughs> I don't really honestly know too much faith no more except um
3: Epic. No. everybody's heard. Yeah, I, well and I and I like that. And there's a lot
1: of stuff <laughs> off the real thing that I like, but uh Angel Dust, I I don't know. I that's I, I picked that thing up from the library one day like when I was living at my parents' house and I listened to that thing over and over and over and over for that CD like, like months and brilliant. Months. Yeah, it's 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 one of my all-time favorite CDs ever. I And anyway, the kind of stuff that that he's that Mike Patton's doing on that album it's it's it sounds good because it's Mike Patton maybe I don't know (laughs) I guess somebody else is doing it like like that uh, I don't know you guys will check out something else there's a few other songs on their MySpace page here welcome to Hicksville I gotta I gotta hear what this is you guys ready absolutely (laughs) (laughs)
3: This is the song that that um, <clears throat> comes after the detective porn. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, nah, dude, we, we're not going to get into that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, one more. Um, fair game or extracts taboo one or abuse. Ooh, vampire boy, yeah, that sounds That sounds awesome, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Let's check out Vampire Boy. It's probably about twilight. <laughs> well, then I'll be a fan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I could definitely hear some Faith No More influence. I don't know. I I don't think I'm in the mood at the moment. We should have done this before, taking all that awesome abysmal Dawn and riffage. You know what I mean? My bad. Not now, honey. Daigle um, has a headache. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, I mean <sighs> I'm I, I appreciate these guys like hit us up, but let me just let me just go to the website real quick. Hold on. Hmm hold on standby um there you know there's a link over here there's a link over here that says send us metal i'm guessing that's where they found us but there's this kind of disclaimer here keep in mind the website is called metal speak (laughs) and you're currently looking at the send us metal page uh i don't know like i said i mean i appreciate the exact Took the time to to send us this, but I mean I don't I don't think it's metal at all. I don't I don't know if I would want to do a review of this stuff. I might jam it out, like if I'm feeling frisky sometimes. <laughs> what? Uh,
3: I don't know. The dog runs and hides whenever it hears city weasel. <laughs> uh, wait, city weasel. <laughs> weasel. <laughs> wow.
1: Well, I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: All right. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yep. I mean, I liked it. Primus in high school, but I mean I should have let Tucker damn. listen to this. He's a Primus fan.
3: You should. <laughs> but he'd love it.
1: All right. Well, um thanks again, City Weasley, for sending us your your stuff. Uh if I'm if if I'm in a different mood sometime, maybe I'll I'll check it out a little bit more, but anyway. All right. Let's move on to uh Jared, you uh you've had a, like a pet peeve for a while when you read something where uh somebody you know some website or some person is describing a certain band as a certain genre, and you're immediately recognized that that is completely wrong, and then uh you know as long as nobody's around, then nobody gets hurt, but you know you it's it's kind of a pet peeve of yours, so yeah, tell tell it. us about this
3: <laughs> here we go, all right <laughs> no uh yeah, this is something we we've talked about time and time again, uh we get a lot of uh you know emails from different bands you know describing themselves and I think where this really kind of kicked off was with uh, uh this time it's war sending us the email and they they described themselves as like progressive metal and you know when I think progressive metal I think of like falsetto vocals I think keyboards I think you know whatever and this was more of like a straightforward you know metalcore album Maybe yeah. technical metalcore, but it was pretty obvious that it wasn't. I wouldn't call it, like, progressive.
1: Progressive is, like, kind of, the as far as, like, songs, um duration. Like, progressive, that's kind of, like, the opposite, like, complete opposite of grindcore, right? I mean, grindcore's yeah. short, progressive is, like, long songs.
3: Yeah, but, it, but not, not just, like, long songs, but, like, a lot of progressive metal, you'll have a more, like, falsetto vocal delivery, so it's going to be the more higher-end... Um, You know, when I think of progressive, I think of bands like there's this band called Into Eternity where, you know, they have the kind of death metal stuff going on, but then they also have like the kind of power metal vocals going on. Um, You know, uh, like Anathema. You know, some of their, uh, you know, when they decided they don't want to be a doom metal band anymore and and kind of move towards, um, you know, you know, kind of the more artsy spectrum of it. You know, I I would call them progressive, like Porcupine Tree, stuff like that. But that's the kind of stuff I think of when I think of progressive metal. Um, I'd even venture to say, like, Opeth. I would call them progressive. Yeah. Um, just because of the, you know, the different elements that they bring in. You know, lots of heavy organs and stuff like that, you know. and You know, very experimental, you know. So, the... Uh, you know, there's been times where, I mean, even even the the, Nats, the That's Not Metal guy, you know, calling you know, Triademption Black Metal. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. You seem like a nice guy, dude, but what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Triademption is not Black Metal at all. Um, you know, and like I saw, it, it, sometimes I'm just, like, perusing Facebook, and it just fucking, like, enrages me when I see, like them calling certain bands like, you know, Grindcore or uh, where they just, they're not, they're not Grindcore. They never will be. And I don't know where the fuck these little shitheads get off calling this <laughs> stuff Grindcore. Um, like even like the Red Redcore, I was, I was looking, uh, you look at the Wikipedia article for Deathcore and they have the the picture of Guy Kazoic, the lead singer of the Red Redcore up on the Deathcore page. It's like, w- really? Like what the fuck? <laughs> so, um, wanted to kind of help uh, some of you muttonheads get straight on what uh, belongs in certain genres um, because and th- this will probably be an ongoing discussion, um, but this is something that is near and dear to my heart because if anybody's, like, seen how uh, rigidly organized my iPod is and how I, like, break stuff down into genres, it's uh, probably borderline OCD, but yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> – Uh, The first one here is Grindcore. This is the one that really sticks on my craw um, just because, you know, anybody who's, you know, worth their weight and uh, metal rivets knows the actual difference between Grindcore and, uh, you know, whatever the fuck these assholes are out there talking about, but... Um, the one that really pisses me off, I don't know where I saw this, but I remember distinctly almost like breaking my computer screen when somebody called this this fucking Christian metalcore band the Devil Wears Prada grindcore. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to cue this up. This is the Devil Wears Prada. Okay, so people actually call that Grindcore. Now we're going to compare that to actual Grindcore. This is the girl in the Slayer jacket from Pig Motherfucking Destroyer. Okay, so you got you kids with me on this so far? <laughs> not grindcore. Devil Wars Prada, not grindcore. Pig Destroyer, grindcore. Okay, <laughs> now this next one, this actually had uh, Daigle and Jerilyn both cringing while we were queuing this up. Um, about a year and a half ago, I was actually almost two years ago, I was walking through Second Spin in Denver. I was up there for meetings and had a break and was just kind of strolling through there and, uh, you know, just kind of perusing the shells. And I ran across this band called I Set My Friends on Fire. <laughs> and i mean the you know the the, the name kind of jumped out at me it was kind of a quirky album cover and they had this sticker on the front they said they that they were doing a grindcore version of crank that by soldier boy and apparently this was just like a huge hit on myspace like all the scene kids were all about it and i was like well I know some metal bands have like covered you know rap songs and stuff like that, so maybe you know they had a little fun with it or whatever. So I'm like, okay, so this is grindcore, so I'm gonna check this out. And I don't, I can't tell you how pissed I am that I was duped and even into like spending money on this on this fucking CD. But here it is.
0: Hey, it's your Calvary kids, and we got a new song on "The Soldier Boy." By the way. I don't bring
3: some new Not grindcore. boy, a what a crack me roll. so This is, uh, I don't know, they just thought it was because of the vocals or whatever, but yeah, no, that wasn't Grindcore. Again, this is Grindcore. This is Agoraphobic Nosebleed with uh, Retardo Montalban. Okay, so for all you dickholes that think I set my friends on fire as grindcore, it's not. <laughs> Go set them on fire. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. Next one. Um, I think, and this is this is to the point we talked about earlier, uh, where you know people have you know, a hard time telling what's, like, black metal and what's not, Um and I think the first one that came up, uh, Daigle asked me if, if we thought that Cradle of Filth was a black metal band. Yeah, for and whatever reason, I always
1: thought that, like, from day one when I, like, you know, started getting into metal and I heard Cradle of Filth, I, for whatever reason, thought they were black metal, you know?
3: Yeah, and and a lot of people do, and and for whatever reason, they always just kind of got lumped in with that with that band. So, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a little bit of uh, her "Ghost in the Fog," which is probably Cradle's uh, most popular song. So here we go. So, we're gonna call that gothic metal, not black metal, because that that that, that song pretty much you know captures Cradle's almost entire catalog. You know, heavy you know heavy keyboards, that kind of you know those string arrangements, you know stuff like that. Um, so just for comparison, we'll we're gonna play some actual black metal here. This is uh, Reclamation and Mastery uh, by Reign of Erebus. Okay, so that's the challenge I'm going to put out there. If you can find a Cradle of Filth song that sounds even close to that, <laughs> I may concede your point. Other than that, uh, you know, eat shit. Um, <laughs> all right, next one. And this this one I don't understand either because uh, like when I was first kind of exploring the metal genres, um, this one kept coming up as black metal. Uh, and I'm not quite sure why, but maybe may, it may be just the heavy use of satanic iconography, but I can definitely tell you this is not black metal. Um, This is Dechristianized by Vital Remains. See, that one only sticks on my craw because I remember when, like when I was, again, when I was kind of first getting into like the more extreme metal that I was really stuck on black metal. Like, I didn't really like death metal at the time, so this actually came up as a recommendation. So when I like put it on in my car, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is not, yeah. you know, like I was expecting something that would sound like Emperor or whatever. I mean, I you know, I, I ended up liking it, but... You know, the first, like, from the first outset, I'm like, what the, god damn it, you know, (laughs) Amazon lied to me. (laughs) Yeah. So, but they are only lying to them because, again, some reject was like, oh, yeah, that's black metal. They think about Thetan. Every (laughs) black metal band thinks about Thetan. No, this is not black metal, okay? Uh, And, again, just for comparison, uh, we're going to uh, spin you a little Emperor here. It's a classic. It's uh, Into the Infinity of Thoughts. So there you go. Again, black metal. That's black metal, not death metal. Well, before that was death metal, not black metal. If you have any questions about this, feel free to uh, email us at metalspeak at metalspeak.com. Um, and actually, I'm going to put a challenge out there. Uh, any of you guys hear a band, genre, uh, you want some help classifying, email it to me. I'll take a listen, or if I already have it, I'll let you know right away. Um, you know, what genre that belongs in so as uh, to, you know, save you any embarrassment, um, you know, when talking to people who actually know their music. Um, I'm, just <laughs> I'm such a prick. Uh, no, because we, well, we were talking about that uh, before the show, like, uh, you know, some of the bands that they get, you know, just slotted into different genres, like, for no reason. I, I think, like, the one that, that stuck out for me, I like, think we were talking about Children of Bodom, how, like, if you go to the Wikipedia article about, like, thrash, like, Children of Bodom is listed. Like, I've never thought Children of Bodom as a as a fucking thrash band. I always, like, called them, like, Melodic Death Metal. But would you agree, Gerlin?
2: Oh, I agree. Melodic Death Metal for Children of Bodom.
3: And why is that?
2: Because they're not thrash. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're
3: not anything
1: else?
2: Because <laughs> they're melodic. They have keyboards and... Um, they're a little darker than the thrash metal. Um,
3: darker how? Like subject matter wise, or just like
2: subject matter and um, just the way the music sounds, especially because of the keyboards. Um, yeah, I guess some thrash can be pretty dark, but you know, thrash is more for like the kids that want to get up and mosh around and just act like jackasses, right? <laughs> That's not for children of bottom dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and, and, um, you know, Jared has start, started putting this kind of spreadsheet together that shows for each. Then, uh, I don't know. There's, I think there's almost 20 some genres that you, that you put on this spreadsheet. It shows kind of each, uh, you know, musical element that, that makes up that, that genre. And, um, we're we're going to start talking about how to put that on the website cuz i think that'll be you know it's one thing to to kind of give examples like songs or bands but um you know to break it down further and say you know blast beats you know that's something you hear in this genre but not in that genre and um anyway so i you know in the next uh, i don't know month or so hopefully we'll have something pretty cool on the website to help people like me because you know, until this until this past year, I didn't know that there was more than you know, just like four or five <laughs> genres of metal. You know, like <laughs> two or three months ago, Jared posted something on his Facebook about Gent, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what is that?" And and yeah, there's this whole there's a the whole website, gotgent.com, and it's like hugely popular. Uh, you know, and I had never heard of that before, and same with. Metalcore and metallic hardcore and deathcore. I had no idea that there <laughs> were like
3: those, you know, subgenres of metal. So when you got like black metal and you got progressive black metal, and then you got modern black metal, symphonic black metal, um, you know, like with death metal. I mean, I've got you know technical death metal, melodic death metal, um, you know, progressive death. It's just you know it's uh there's just lots of different offshoots so you know what what we're trying to do is i just thought was thinking about last weekend just you know how do you you know how do you correctly categorize some of this stuff and i you know the the spreadsheet i did was just kind of a rough skeletal thing that i was kind of doing off the top of my head but i really want to i really want to drill it down like on the instrumentation like i want to kind of you know nail down what uh tuning certain genres tend to stick to yeah, you know yeah. like a drop D versus a drop C versus you know whatever um, I don't have the ear for it but I've read different reviews on the web where uh, you know the reviewer will actually say I think I was reading I was reading a review for the the, the latest release from times of grace that that um, it's Adam D and uh, Jesse leach from kill switch engage and and um, the like guy was like, "Yeah, this is played in the standard, you know, metal core drop C tuning." I'm like, how, like, how the fuck would you pick that out?" You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the stuff that I want to get down to. I want to get down to like, you know, you know, uh, picking techniques, you know, arpeggios, you know, sweeps, um, you know, tremolo picking, stuff like that. You know, the stuff that I don't at the at present don't have the vernacular, you know, or wouldn't yeah. be able to recognize. But I want to get to that point, you know, and this, it- trying to expand my knowledge base. Um, yeah you know because i think it'll also improve our writing as we're yeah, doing, for sure. uh, doing this as we keep going it'll help 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 that evolve so
1: for sure plus hopefully this thing that we you know put out, this thing we put on the website hopefully we can uh you know make it kind of interactive where people can contribute to it not just use it but you know contribute you know stuff to it through some kind of means of probably either of us moderating it you know so that people that think devil Wears Proud as grindcore can't come in and say like <laughs> You know,
3: <laughs> yeah. And actually, if, if any of you jackholes tries to add crabcore, we will grab your IP address and burn down your fucking house. to <laughs> <laughs> make it clear that was Jared that made that
1: threat, not me. Yeah,
3: okay. <laughs> and kick your dog. <laughs>
1: Whoa.
0: your small dog. Clearly. your small
3: faggoty chihuahua that you that Literally. you obviously have because you listen to crabcore.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I mean faggoty in the nicest possible,
0: politically correct most, way.
3: Yeah,
1: most respectful I way. Apologize to
3: any faggots that were <laughs> that were offended. <laughs> My liberal use of the word faggot. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dude, you're the bad, Jared. <laughs> I don't post on Lamb Goat, if you're wondering. <laughs> That's like the buzzword on Lamb Goat. Oh, really? Yeah. Everybody's All a faggot. Right. <laughs> There
1: was just something. Uh, god damn it! I'm not gonna remember what it was. There was something on TV about. Um, oh god! It was the Onion Sports Dome. Have you guys seen that show, The Onion Sports Dome? Uh-huh. This is totally not related to anything, but it was. There's. Uh, it's. It. You know the Onion. You know the Onion. The right. Right. Um, they have a sports show on Comedy Central, and it's. Uh, you know, it's just making fun of Sports Center kind of thing. But there was this. This bit they did with this girl, this dying girl, eight years old, had cancer, and her dream. Her dream was to, she was a huge Philadelphia Phillies fan, and her dream was to go to a game and heckle, like, David Wright or somebody, <laughs> like, third baseman for the New York Mets or somebody like that. That was her dream. She she hates this guy, and she just wanted to go to a game and heckle him. And uh, and so the, like, Make-A-Wish Foundation or whatever, or Dream Come True Foundation comes and, like, takes her to a game, you know, and it's this, like, real dramatic, uh, you know, thing that they put together but it's so hilarious at the end because they're they're interviewing her and you know what was it like and she's like it was awesome he was almost close enough to punch (laughs) and then like because they had a right you know by the and then at the end she's like i hate david Wright. i hope he gets cancer like me (laughs) faggot (laughs) i was just like god damn (laughs) this is so hilarious anyway that had nothing to do with anything but you're uh your aunt just reminded me of that so.
3: There's a there's a Louis CK bit that he does about like the like the use of the word faggot like you shouldn't be offended. It's like you shouldn't be offended. You're just you're being a faggot. <laughs> you being you're not if you're offended. <laughs> well, plus uh
1: you know, plus uh in America, you know, it means one thing, but if you're if you're British, you know, smoke a fag, you know, that's that's their slang for cigarettes.
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, and faggots were uh, uh, actually the bundles, of, bundles sticks, right? of sticks that were used for kindling to start fires. So it's funny I'm not how sure where they anything came right, from. But. Yeah,
1: right. All of a sudden it means flaming homo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. Well, I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's definitely time to wrap this episode up. <laughs> so, uh Oh, I, I do have one other that's nothing related to anything. Uh, it's a quick fun fact for you guys about geese. Uh, do you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Do you know? Uh, hold on. <laughs> do you know when geese fly in a V? Uh, do you know? You know, one one side's always longer than the other. Do you know why that is? Yeah. <laughs> it's because there's more geese on that side.
0: <laughs> Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to
1: love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, don't forget to check out the uh, <laughs> Alloy Productions uh, guys. You know, they actually they do the Alloy podcast, but they do a whole bunch of other podcasts, too. They, if you're into Stephen King, they do a Stephen King podcast. That
3: guy does a shit ton of podcasts. Yeah. I was looking at what we just – he like like friended me on Facebook like two years ago. And he's I was he's like, a busy Jesus
1: guy. Christ, dude. Yeah, he's a busy guy. AlloyProductions.org, cool guy. Um, if you have a Zoom, make sure you subscribe to us. On your Zoom, you can find links on metalspeak.com. Also, you can subscribe to us through iTunes manually because they are, for whatever reason, incredibly picky about what we're doing. And Probably because I keep saying faggot. <laughs> must be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave this one off the feed that we send to them next time we submit it. <laughs> but, uh, but I did put a I did put a page together with the instructions in case you're not aware. I've to manually subscribe to a podcast in iTunes. There's some screenshots and it uh, should be very easy. So make sure you do that. I think we're going to end the show with, um, Oh, you know, we didn't talk about next time. You know, I'm, I'm kind of afraid because of that, uh, abysmal Don show getting canceled next show. We might not have any interviews for because, uh, and that'll be the first time in like 10 episodes. So, um, I don't know if somebody should like hit us up. and be like, you should interview us <laughs> actually two weeks from today. You know what? Two weeks from today is uh, malevolent creation and havoc in Denver and um we're going to that yeah somebody else who else is it well beyond Beyond, oh the absence
3: yeah uh well uh, we got an interview with uh beyond terror beyond grace they're a grand core band from australia that's right that's right
1: so you know what by the time we do another episode we probably will have that interview for it so all is saved we'll have an interview
2: Woo! Woo!
1: Are you going to go to that show, Jerral? you're saying something about of Creation, are you going to go to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I already have my tickets. Have you heard any of the new that new Havoc stuff? I never really no. had heard like much. I mean, I knew they were from Denver and everything, but um they released a song on some website, I can't remember what it was, but uh it sounds pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, I just saw them with Cephalic carnage and Anthrax oh, not really? too long ago. Yeah. yeah. I like them. Yeah, they're pretty sick.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so maybe we can check with, you know, chat with them too, but we'll see. Alright, well, speaking of grindcore, we're going to leave you with the uh, uh, track from Catheter called Brink of Extinction. And uh, enjoy this.